0: To the Faith and Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Bubbles and welcome back for the third Sunday of Advent for the week of December 16th, 2018. And I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to dig into this week's podcast and I'm excited to talk about Advent. There's been so many good things I think that are going on in this season that it's so easy for us to overlook. But before we get into that, I think we have to do our shameless plug for Working Preacher. If you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it between their Sermon Brainwaves podcast, their commentaries, their discussions that are going on over there. It gives me direction, since I'm not an ordained minister, to hear from professors who teach theology. And it's been fantastic for me over this last almost year now to be able to bring you this podcast, to be able to listen to people who are in the tops of their field, discuss, and talk about faith, and I'd highly recommend checking that out. The second thing I would check out, if you haven't already, check out of Me. It's such a great show. Yes, it's a bit of a drama, but it does a very good job, I think, of showing the faith and walking out the faith. The third thing I'm going to plug, and this is something a little bit off the deep end, but it's something that I have found very recently, and I think it's worth checking out. If You're looking for something a little bit different for Christmas music this year. One Little Christmas Tree by Stevie Wonder has really taken me by surprise. It's an old song, but I had never really heard it before. I think there's a really unique message in that song. If you haven't checked that out, I'd highly recommend take a few moments, go over there even right now, and I'll attach a link down below. Listen to this song. It's just... About two and a half minutes long, but there's something really special that I at least am getting out of it this year as I'm going through my Advent season that I think is has some unique messaging that's worth checking out. So, as we get into this week, we have another gospel text out of Luke, and we better get used to it because we're in the year of Luke, and this week's gospel text comes out of Luke chapter 3, verses 7 through 18, and we start out by what a great line. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come coming out of verse 7. But really, I think the heart and soul of this, I think, comes in a little bit later as people then are asking, what they, what should we do? In reply, he says to them, coming out of verse 11 here, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. And whoever has food Must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed to you. Soldiers asked him, And we, what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusations and be satisfied with your wages. As people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he would be the Messiah. And that's where then John comes out with the famous line, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I, I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And for me, and it's going to be a major emphasis this week, talking about career and your profession and how does that fit within the context of what God is calling you to do. Very interesting reading. I think it's a great moment as we are preparing for Christ to actually contemplate what we are already doing. And so I think it's a very unique passage to have right before Christmas. The first reading this week is out of Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 14 through 20. It's one of the few times we have Zephaniah in the three year cycle. It's one of two times. And I would say this is really unique because it's just kind of this big praise worship psalm. And actually, the next three readings, I would argue, are in that realm. And I One of the ones that I really like verses that kind of comes out of it is from verse 17. The Lord, your God, is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. I will remove disaster from you so that you will not bear reproach for it. This, this God is big and powerful and he wants to help you. He wants to help you be successful in his sight. The psalm this week is out of Isaiah chapter 12 verses 2 through 6. And surely my God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. And because of that, coming directly from verse 2, that we then give him thanks. The second reading is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. And don't blink because the verse will be over if you do. But I think just even kind of going through the first verse summarizes the whole thing so beautifully. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. That God is worthy of this praise. That he is worthy of our time, worthy of our hearts, worthy of our spending time with him to get to know his love. So... As I was thinking through these texts, there's two different things that kind of came to mind. And like I stated, there's the profession part of it. And when I look at as we're kind of wrapping up 2018 here and trying to start putting a bow on it, and I've had a couple people talking to me and asking me about the podcast and when's the birthday of the podcast, which is getting fairly close. It'll be the 30th this month will be the anniversary of when I set up the first podcast. And I've been kind of even going through and listening back to some of the old ones and at times cringing and at times being flattered by some of the things and insights that God has given me through these podcasts. But it also I am reflecting back to where I was when I started this. And especially with this reading and contemplating jobs, professions, and what is God calling you to do? And how do you glorify him and what you're doing? And as some of you may know, some of you may not know, when I started the podcast, I was unemployed and it was kind of this journey for me as I'm doing this and trying to figure out what the heck I'm doing with my life. It's the one thing I felt that I could do. And suddenly now. 12 months later, I'm suddenly employed, working within a church, which is crazy. That wasn't at all in my mind when I started doing this. And here I am now trying to do this and working with it again during the day, working with young children, with kids, with young adults, to be able to prepare them for the life and their faith journey. And I think it's a really good time also as we are in Advent to really contemplate and reflect what is God calling us each to do. Where the science part of it that I think kind of comes in that I'm kind of surprised that doesn't get brought up by one of the people who are being baptized here by John is what happens when, what about if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? He's telling them to make sure that they're doing their job to their expectations, but what about if that's not enough for them? What about if it really is like the only way to make ends meet was through getting a little extra cash on the side? What does that mean? What if that there's someone who is a tax collector but has been really trying hard to be a soldier? Do they give up that dream? Do they give up that passion? And I think it's one of the things to me... And I think it's interesting as we contemplate this, and again, maybe being in a little bit different of a society than when this text was originally used in Luke, that we can have those types of questions, that we can contemplate those things, that we can have a retirement from your initial profession and then transition into something new, into something different. So what is that? all have to do with science and i'm going to attach a really good video down below this week and i'd highly recommend it it's 12 minutes i know it's a bit long but it's really good and it's talking about population ecology and when i was thinking about this and started thinking about like profession and all this and figuring out what God is calling you to do. For me, I ended up going into this place of population and contemplating carrying capacity. Carrying capacity in a scientific terms is for any species, the amount that an ecosystem can support, the number of individuals that an ecosystem can support. At any given time... There's ebbs and flows in that, and that's what makes it actually a very fascinating thing to study. If you're a hunter of any type or form or fashion, that's part of what... Your Department of Natural Resources, whatever they may be called, is trying to do. Trying to do estimations to make sure that your hunting isn't going to drop the populations too low. That's going to make it hard for the next year for hunting and also be detrimental to the population. That's part of the calculations that they're trying to go through. And granted, it's much harder than a human census because you can't just label the deer and make sure you're not double counting, but I digress. So with that, the other thing that makes it extremely difficult to calculate is that things can change within the ecosystem that can either make it more prosperous for whatever species or less prosperous for any given species to be able to support themselves. So one of the famous studies that kind of goes, and they use it more with predator-prey comparisons, and again, it's in that video, is using the Hudson Bay fur trapping records and being able to look at snowshoe hare and Canadian lynx fur samples coming into the forts in the mid-1800s into the early 1900s. And what they're able to see is the correlation between when the hair population went up very soon after the lynx population would go up, which would cause the hair population to crash, which is then in part very quickly after, usually about a year, the lynx population would crash and you would get this kind of rebuild. You can kind of see where the carrying capacity for the ecosystem would be for each of these species. But you can also see in the graphs how the hares would shoot up probably past what you would consider the carrying capacity because things had changed. There was less lynx so that the ecosystem for a short period of time could support more hares. And when the lynx then saw that, it could support more lynx, which then caused the hair population to crash because it couldn't support it. This continual movement of caring capacity. And I look at that and think about professions and how each of us have different seasons. Each of us have different times when God is calling us to do these different things. Being able to push our boundaries, push our carrying capacities. The interesting one, if you really dig in, and I will have to look to find some links for this, is human population. I remember distinctly talking about it in college and how you could see human populations and they figured out where the carrying capacity was, and then you could get these increases as we had technology in different forms. So like when you had antibiotics or For any furthering in medicine to increase age longevity at times helped then the caring capacity for humans on the planet go up. Because we were having big breakthroughs that ended up extending life and being able to help us live longer. But I still at times wonder, what are we being called to do? Are you in this season of reflecting, preparing for Christ, making sure that you're giving God the time to reflect on that? It's one of the two times during the church year where I think we can really do some deep deep reflection advent and lent and i think in the hustle and bustle world that we're in we don't like to take that time because it's difficult because it means being critical with yourself it means that you might not have all the answers but that's part of life that's part of science that's the beauty of science beauty of science is constantly trying to discover and find something and understanding something at a deeper level. It was through these different population curves that we're able to figure out what carrying capacity are and help figure out the different types of species and how that affects how their populations grow, how human populations put a lot more nurturing into a human being, and so thus they're to stabilize populations more than a rabbit. And how that isn't a perfect model, but it gives us a good perspective on how that all works. John, I think, here is really bringing into question and making us really thinkable and, again, preparing us for the Christ. Making sure that we're being the best that we can be for Christ. Isn't that the goal anyways? To be the best that we can be for God. And are you living up to that? I know for me, and I don't want to make this all about me in this podcast, but I know for me that was one of the things a year and a half ago with where I was, it was one of the things that kept bugging me is I didn't feel like that. And I distinctly it's been a crazy year and a half. But if for me, I feel that now I'm in a place where I can say that I feel like I'm where God put me where He wants me right now. And that's a really cool and unique feeling. To be able to be pushed and challenged and and he then has where you've given him the flexibility, you've given him the controls to start saying, buckle up, now it's time to really go. Reflect with yourself in this Advent season and make sure that you're in that spot. I still know for me, as I'm going through this, as I'm thinking about him clearing the threshing floor, there's still always things that I can do to be better at what I'm doing. There's always ways that I can make sure that I am trying to give my best every day when I go to my job. And I hope that we as humans, that's part of our intrinsic drive, just to continue to be better, continue to try to do better. Last week, the Twitter question of the week was, have you stopped to notice or see the signs? Be it of the season of life, of what's going on, And I think this kind of builds upon that idea, that stopping, that reflecting, that looking around. When we have gone through this journey over the last few months or be it nearly a year, wherever you are in this podcast, a lot of what I've talked about is slowing down and reflecting and looking at. What's going on? Because that's one of the things that's amazing with science is when we see presentations, maybe about all these different scientific products, they're talking about faster, faster, faster. But to be able to get to faster, someone had to sit down, reflect, and think about how can I make this faster? Faster didn't just happen. Faster came through thought. Faster didn't just happen faster came through thought. Faith and being able to do what God is calling you to do at times will happen, but there's thought to get you to that position. As we are in the season of reflecting and preparing, are you prepared day in, day out to do the best that you can for God? Twitter question of the week this week is, are you prepared on a daily basis for Christ? are you prepared on a daily basis for christ because think about what john is saying here if christ was coming today would you be happy with what you had accomplished today would you be happy with what you accomplished yesterday were you fair were you honest did you do your best And that job, it's maybe not your nine to five. It's maybe not your day job. It's maybe not your profession. Maybe part of it's being a parent. Maybe part of it's being a sibling. Maybe part of it is being a member of a youth group, member of a small group, whatever that is. We all wear multiple hats. Were you giving your best? We can rejoice in that God loves us so much. That even when we fail, that he's still working through us to bring us the victory that he intends for us. That he still loves us even when we're not able to give everything as much as we want. Even when we're not able to fully understand how populations work, he still loves us. He opens up a door, opens up an avenue, opens up a way so that we can be more productive opens up a way for him to be presented to us in a better way opens up a door to reveal himself to us he removes an obstacle to make our growth with him thrive better than before so i know this has been a little bit abstract a little bit different but i hope you enjoyed it and i'm Pushing to try to get a couple things done hopefully right around the end of the year beginning of next year We've talked about some of them. There's a couple. I'm keeping in my back pocket. So stay tuned I'm really excited about 2019. I hope you are but I hope you're Anticipating 2019 but still soaking in and absorbing what We have left of 2018. There's still plenty of things that God can teach us before the new year so We'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.